Hey, this is Russell Wilson. This is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti. Welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. Our guest this week is Hall of Famer Demarcus Ware. Stay tuned for that conversation. He's coming up. We're one week into the NFL season, and one absolutely devastating injury for the New York Jets and the entire NFL. Losing Aaron Rodgers to a torn Achilles, it stinks. It stinks for the long-suffering Jets fans who had realistic Super Bowl hopes this season, and it stinks for everyone who loves the sport. Rodgers is a four-time NFL MVP. He turns 40 in December. There's no guarantee he's going to come back. It's a long, tough road from an Achilles tendon injury. Hope the best for him. Wish him that this is not the ending for Aaron Rodgers, and we get to see him in a Jets uniform play out next year. But all that hype, all those expectations, they crumbled after only four snaps. And I don't know if it's turf versus grass. That's an issue in the NFLPA, of course, and players are jumping all over that. I know players say grass feels more comfortable. I feel it myself whenever I'm walking on it, whenever I played on it. It's just common sense. The billionaire owners need to figure it out. Other than Rodgers, week one was filled with, there was a lot of shaky offensive performances, a lot of rusty teams, and then some teams Stood out. They shined. Tua and the Dolphins, Jordan Love and the Packers, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. All those offenses looked dominant. Cowboys were impressive against the Giants, but their offense was only average with Dak Prescott there. They didn't need it in a 40-0 victory. Got some big matchups coming up in week two. Starts Thursday night, Eagles-Vikings. I'll be back in Philly for that one. We'll have some picks for you coming up too. Looking to follow up on a nice three and one start in the four pack. But let's kick it off with Demarcus Ware, a nine time Pro Bowl outside linebacker with the Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. He was a four time AP All Pro. He won a Super Bowl with Denver. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2023 last month. DeMarcus is partnering with DirecTV for Business through its partnership with Everpass Media. DirecTV for Business is continuing to offer commercial customers access to games on the NFL Sunday ticket, making sure that fans across the country can watch their favorite teams regardless of location. So with the NFL Sunday ticket, businesses can catch every live game every Sunday afternoon during the regular season on DirecTV for business. They're in 300,000 bars, restaurants, hotels, and other commercial establishments across the U.S. Here is my conversation with DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus, it's been an exciting week one of the NFL season. And as we were just talking about a devastating injury for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets fans, I know they came back, they won the game. It was an emotional win, but now it sets in. Reality sets in. You know what that's like. How does a team move on? It's really hard for a team to move on when you sort of put all your eggs in one basket. Um, and not just a regular basket. I'm talking about you put it into a guy that can really change the trajectory of your whole team. And yeah, he didn't play as much in the preseason, but you got to see bird like, you know, bursts of what he can do. And we were waiting for this first game to be like, we just can't wait to see him do what he can do best, right? And now for the team to now say we, we got to go with our second quarterback, which is probably one of the hardest things, um, but it's a team sport. And everybody's going to have to corral around the guy that's behind Aaron. Aaron's going to still be there. And what's going to be cool is see how 
he actually pushes that second guy to excel to a point to where they still have a winning season. I think that's what people are failing to realize is how big of a leader Aaron Rodgers is. And yes, he's not going to be on the field, but his presence is going to be felt in that quarterback uh, meeting room. And I think the Jets kind of, the Marcus, are built to be able to win with that strong defense that they have and a running game that can, it's very effective. And what it can do is when you're facing other teams that have strong offenses, maybe control the clock, have a 35, 40 minute time of possession. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that the Jets are going to be the 85 Bears or the 2000 Baltimore Ravens and just win on defense. You could throw anybody out there, quarterback, but I, I think they're better equipped to handle it than perhaps some other teams. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with you on that because they're used to controlling the clock, playing a chess match, moving the chains, getting short field you know, from their defense, playing as well, getting those turnovers, and then scoring those small points. Three here, you know, six here if they can because they have short field because the defense is either getting turnovers, getting sacks, and they're making those big plays. So they still can win football games. I mean, their season's not over. Their quarterback that's going in, they just need to be smart and play Jets football run the football, control the clock, and let the defense go out there and do what they're going to do, and that's get them short feeling to win those football games. Let's talk about a couple of the teams that you're quite familiar with since you played your Hall of Fame career with the Dallas Cowboys and then with the Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl there. Dallas had a very impressive opening win against the Giants, just completely dominated that game. I thought the offense was somewhat average. They were still feeling their way. It didn't have to be all that great because special teams, defense all contributed I got the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl this year, DeMarcus, so I'm pretty high on them. How do you view this team, especially in light of that win on Sunday night? Um, The way that they play this game, if they can play that way for the rest of the season, they're going to get into the postseason. I never promise anybody a Super Bowl, but they have the Super Bowl mentality on defense that can get them there. They got an offense that – they didn't play like they should, but they played great to win the football game. Offenses peak at the late at the later part of the season. Defenses peak right now, and they consistent. They got to stay consistent through the whole year. And if they can do that, now we can start talking about Super Bowl. And I'm gonna start smiling and really getting googly eyed over here because you know I want my Dallas Cowboys to make it just like you. But um, but I never put a team in first. You got to prove it week after week until you get into the playoffs. That defense runs through Mike. They got a ton of guys on defense, but Micah Parsons to me is such a game wrecker. He's been so impressive his first two seasons. He's determined to be a, a gold jacket guy at, at the end of his career. And, and I think he's got such a, obviously a long way to go. How special is he for someone uh, who's quite familiar with that position? I just go back to my playing days and start thinking about how, I played and I looked at Micah Parsons and I'm like, this dude is an even better athlete than I was. Um, I see him playing and being, I mean, a wrecking ball out there. He can, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. It's all about staying healthy. And one thing I had to do is move around a lot. And I'm starting to see that Micah Parsons playing on the left side. He just had a sack from playing tackle last week. He plays on the right side. That's what's going to get him his longevity so he can say, like, I asked him, I said, what is a successful season or year um, looks for you? He said, man, I want to break your record. And I'm like, that's <laughs> what I'm, I want for you to do that. But I want for you to stay healthy uh, to get them boys in the postseason. And the Broncos got their season started off 
picked up where they left off last year with another loss. But it looked like Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are building something. He's able, I never thought that Russell Wilson was a guy who went from being a Pro Bowl caliber to last season's disaster. I thought that was an aberration. I thought he'd get back on track. And it looks like slowly uh, that may get there. And, and there was some reason for optimism based off the way they played. They came up short. But what are you seeing out of the Broncos after one week? I saw maturity. Um, yes, they only lost by one point. Um, they lost the game, but I saw a team that really wanted it. And yeah, there were some mistakes that were made in the game, but they were, they were mature enough to almost close that game out. And I know that that was just the first game of the season. And the first game of the season does not tell you the whole season. And, you know, with Russell Wilson, with, you know, Sean Payton, I know the maturity of the team, especially with the defense played, they only got what 17 points scored on them. So that's big, but now, the offenses need to keep picking it up, get better during the season. And realistically, we probably can see them in the postseason. Marcus, when you look at some of the games that happened, there was a lot of offensive teams who struggled to put points up on the board. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, only three points. Uh, even the Eagles, as dynamic as their offense was, they struggled to put up some points. Now, there were some exceptions to a tongue of Ilo in Miami where, and Justin Herbert and the Chargers and Jordan Love and the Packers. They were on a roll. They look like they were clicking on all cylinders. Do you think the way coaches handle preseason and fewer practices, fewer preseason games, fewer starters playing in those exhibition games, do you think it's impacting the first couple of weeks of September? I think it is, it is impacting uh, some of the teams depending on their mentality. There are certain teams that have a lot of athletes and you just got to let them get out there and play. And those are the ones that blossom right now, like in Miami. But then there are certain teams like a scheme team, like Cincinnati. They need more time with the starters to get out there, to get a field, to run through their checks. But those are the teams that usually, at the end, they're clicking on all cylinders because now, yeah, it's taking them a little bit longer, just like you said, because of the preseason changes. But then they get to the postseason. Um, so I think it's, you know, give or take, depending on whatever the team mentality is. And um and just going from there, but the preseason does have a big role on how those teams, how all teams start out. Marcus, I was in Canton for your Hall of Fame induction and uh, an official congratulations to you as we <laughs> speak you. here. And, and what struck me was the the passion and the the speech that you gave, what you talked about growing up in a tough environment, overcoming that, overcoming some of those obstacles that you had to endure and eventually making it to the NFL and making it to the, the biggest stage on uh, you won a Super Bowl, you get the gold jacket in Canton. How difficult was it for you to grow up in that environment and yet overcome that? And what do you say to the youngsters out there now, DeMarcus, who are probably in a similar situation, maybe uh, if they're watching, if they're listening, and maybe they, they're in a single parent family, maybe, maybe they don't have like a strong influence on their life? How do you tell them to, to just persevere? I think one of those things is, you know, persevere and being resilient. Uh, no matter what your circumstances are, you you make the outcome from that. Um, because everything is like moment, like it's a momentary moment. It's, it's going to be small. It's not going to last forever. And I always tell the guys, hard, hard times make hard people. People that are resilient and they can get through things. If you have life easy, you're never going to be able to experience the hard times because then when they come, you don't know exactly how to deal with them. 
But if you've been dealing with that all your life, there will be nothing that anybody can put in your way, meaning that no word that's going to stop you. And for all of those youngsters out there that have been told, no, you're too small, so on and so forth, let that no be your bigger yes. Because when you get that opportunity and your chance, you'll be ready for it from those all those other experiences. The decisions we make on a day-to-day basis are going to impact our lives sometimes forever. And, and you could have gone down that wrong path, right? Gangs and violence. And do you recall being in a moment, being in a situation where you were presented with right and wrong and, and thankfully you chose the right path? And, and how, just how do you navigate that? If you're a young kid right now, how do you make that tough decision if, if there's so many things pulling at you in that other environment? Well, when I got that college scholarship my sophomore year, I just remember sitting in the um, in my bedroom, in my dorm room, and feeling like I wasn't enough. I was third string. And so I went back home. I went back home, and it was a part of my story, but I went to a little parking lot party, ended up, you know, some family members got into a fight. I picked up that knife, and that gun was held right to my head, and I had nothing to do with it. I got another opportunity to get my bags and go back to college again. And I used that as a huge momentum builder to say, I got a second chance. There will be a lot of times where when your gangs are calling you to join the gangs, the drug dealers are saying, Hey, you know, will you just sit on the side of the street and sell these drugs for me? Those types of things, you usually don't get a second chance. It only takes a word. No. All right. To stop any of those things because you never know where your what your future holds for you. And I got that second chance and I'm just letting all those kids know that I don't care if you come in a gang, violence, whatever type of community, single parent, I've lived all those things. And if you can overcome those things by saying, you know what, there's a bigger yes for me, even though I'm feeling like it's hell right now. It's momentary. You're going to be okay because when you get to the other side and you start seeing that light, you're going to appreciate it more than anybody. And the people that have been in that light the whole time, they're going to know how much you appreciate it. I know your faith in God is a big part of your life. And also part of your speech was your forgiving your dad. And and I think forgiveness is kind of like the heart of Christ is forgive Mm -hmm. others, treat them as, as much as we want forgiveness. What did that mean to you? to be able to just stand up there and and tell your dad he's forgiven for not being there for you. It it, it was one of the hardest things because that was my first time saying dad. And it sort of quivered in my voice a little bit. And I think it was about, uh, it was a long time since I've seen my dad, you know, when I saw him in the stands on him and I got choked up a little bit because I didn't really know what to say. But one thing that stuck in my mind was forgiveness heals. And if you don't, it's going to ride in your body for a long time and become a disease that you can't get rid of. So you need to let it go. And if you can let it go, you're going to open up um, a part of your heart, a part of your spirit that's going to sort of bless you in a way to where people are going to see it. And just like you just said with that speech, you probably grew up with both of your parents, but no matter what, there was something in your life that, I, a, a time when I was in that speech, when I was talking, it probably touched you because it's real, like it's real life. Like, and we we sit around and we say, oh, okay, well, then this is, is all smoke and mirrors and it's not. 
you if you want if you want your life, you got to live your life where you are, know where your feet are at the time, and just go from there. Absolute truth, man. I appreciated that speech. Appreciate you sharing a little bit more about that. Now, tell me, Demarcus, about your involvement, your partnership with Directv for Business. I mean, it's it's an awesome opportunity. Um, Directv for Business and, and Everpass, they Everpass Media, they really teamed up together. And when you got two awesome companies trying to bring um, the NFL Sunday ticket to bars restaurant businesses because when you think about watching a football game that's where we want to go we want to go where the crowds are and we're just really promoting that football that football atmosphere in the biggest venues that you can go to and for me to be part of that i'm like that's great because when i go to any of those places if you do not have the sunday ticket nfl sunday ticket i'm walking out (laughs) i'm walking out the spot and um, just being part of that, I think it's going to be monumental. They've been doing it for over 30 years now. That's consistency. That was my career. So I want to be teamed up with somebody that's been doing this for a very long time, know what they're doing, and they're making an impact uh, in the community. Man, I'm the same way. And I, I had that question when there was a, the changes and everything going on and, and bar owners are like, what are we going to do? How are we going to? And it's no, it's right there for you. It's still direct TV for yes. business. It's still available. Yes. I appreciate you and wish you a, a ton of blessings. All right. Thank you so much. Time for some pro picks. I was nine and seven overall against the spread last week. Only eight and eight straight up, but the four pack was three and one, both against the spread and straight up. I'm going to start with San Francisco minus eight against the LA Rams with Brock Purdy back healthy. The 49ers looked every bit the Super Bowl contender. We expect them to be at Pittsburgh. I had Pittsburgh as the upset special picking every game, but the 49ers absolutely dominated. Meanwhile, Matthew Stafford and the Rams are coming off. What was the biggest upset of week one, but they're still a rebuilding team. I like the 49ers in that game to not only win, but to cover handily. It's an eight-point spread. I got the Niners 27-16. Next game, I'll go to Chicago plus three at Tampa Bay. Who needs Tom Brady? Not the Buccaneers, right? Baker Mayfield and the Bucks upset Minnesota on the road last week. Tampa's defense shut down a run, but they gave up 328 yards passing to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Mayfield was, he was efficient. The Bucks, though, still can't run the football. Justin Fields had an awful opener for the Bears against Green Bay. He got sacked four times. He threw a pick six. The Bears are desperate to snap an 11-game losing streak. They're coming to Tampa. I like the Bears in this one, flat out, outright, winning 20-16. to Next up, I'll go to New York Giants, minus six at Arizona. They're coming off a humiliating 40 nothing loss at home to the Cowboys. The Giants certainly can't afford to overlook the Cardinals, who are rebuilding. However, hung in there tough against the Commanders last week. There's a stat, last 60 teams that lost by more than 10 points, double-digit points in week one. I believe it's 39 of them covered the following week. I like the Giants to cover the minus six at Arizona. They got a tough matchup against San Francisco four days later. They cannot go 0-3. They'll beat the Cardinals. I got it at 24-13. And for the last one, New Orleans, minus three at Carolina. Monday Night Football, Bryce Young makes his NFL primetime debut. He's used to being in the spotlight playing at Alabama. Uh, It'll take a while for him to get used to the hits, though, in the NFL. The Saints have held opponents to 20 or fewer points, nine straight games. Derek Carr looked efficient, threw for over 300 yards in his New Orleans debut. I'll take the Saints against the Panthers, even though they're on the road 
a road favorite, 23-13. So I got the Saints minus three, New York Giants minus six, Chicago plus three, and the San Francisco 49ers minus eight. Time for some final thoughts. The New York Jets losing Aaron Rodgers meant everybody is expecting them to sign a veteran quarterback. And quickly you hear names being mentioned. And of course, the Tom Brady suggestions are always out there. And it doesn't appear that TB12 is going to come out of retirement at all ever again. He's retired. But as I'm watching and listening and hearing and you see the the names coming across and who should they go after and people are mentioning all these career backups, the one name that I don't see mentioned often enough is a guy who two years ago had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions and was 9-8, and eight, had a terrible ending to his career with the Indianapolis Colts, and that's Carson Wentz. But Coach Frank Reich wanted him back for a second year. The owner, Jim Ursay, felt differently about that, didn't like the way the season ended. Carson was a scapegoat. He was traded to Washington. He went to Washington, threw four touchdown passes in week one, but then got injured. Things crumbled for him, had a terrible final start, three picks in a game that the commanders needed to win. And of course, the commanders moved on from Carson. We know how his career in Philly ended in 2020. It was a dismal year, lost his starting job to Jalen Hurts. But you're talking about a guy who, when he's good, he's an MVP caliber player on a team that won the Super Bowl in 2017. Make no mistake, the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl in 2017 if Carson Wentz doesn't go 11-3 and before giving way to Nick Foles and tearing his ACL. In 2019, He led the Eagles practice squad to the playoffs. They had nobody on offense, not one receiver catching a thousand yards. Zach Ertz was the best option to tight end. It was a terrible offense. He carried them down the stretch four or five straight wins. They made it to the playoffs, got knocked out with a concussion. So when he's going good, you look at a 10 game stretch that he had with the Colts. Just two years ago, there was a 10 game stretch, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. When he's going good, he's got the most upside. When he's going bad, it's a big risk and he's terrible. As for the other stuff, all of the the false narrative about Carson Wentz being a bad teammate, that's all just nonsense. I have disputed that. I have talked about that ad nauseum for years now. None of it adds up. None of it makes sense. We've never heard one player other than anonymous sources say bad things about Carson Wentz. The guys who go on the record, the veteran leaders, the Jason Kelseys, Brandon Grahams, Fletcher Cox, guys like that, guys in Indianapolis, all praised Carson Wentz. I have said that he needs to be a better leader for everyone on the team, kind of borrow from Aaron Rodgers, what Aaron Rodgers said to the quarterbacks in that little clip in Hard Knocks. Make sure you sit with someone different every day, at the cafeteria, get to know the whole team. Carson, would, I would say, would have to do a better job with that, but he's not a bad teammate. Just because he doesn't want to go out doing shots and drinking and, and doing that kind of thing, would rather stay home with his wife and daughters or have Bible study and fellowship time with some of the players on the team, does not make him a bad teammate. So all of that's nonsense. All of this to say, if you don't think Carson Wentz is the best option, that's fine. But to mention guys like Taylor Heineke and Jameis Winston and all of these career backups, Jacoby Brissett and anyone else, Ben DiNucci, and not even put Carson in the conversation. Like, How can you even be an NFL analyst? I literally have heard that and other people have mentioned this to me as well. That's it for this week. Thank you to DeMarcus Ware. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague, Ralph Russo, and his AP Top 25 college football podcast. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference.
be a blessing. 